to getting salty, baby. Yeah, here's the getting salty. Into the kitchen. Let let us shuffle back into the kitchen, shall we? Yes. Shuffling back into 2022. Shuffling back into your hearts. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! We're back. <laughs> Shuffling right back into your hearts. It's us. Hey guys. Happy New Year. What uh, what's going on, dude? <laughs> We're gonna be like, what uh, year is it? Which would have been a valid question at this point, honestly. So far, the Roaring Twenties, not everything I was promised. No, really not. There's was expecting a lot more uh, dark partying. Yeah. Well, oh, no. I was expecting a lot more uh, cool eyeliner and cool hair and rampant cocaine use. Oh. So far, the only thing is the rampant cocaine use. Okay. Not me personally. No, yeah. But I assume <laughs> I by assume everybody's many. behavior that yes. everybody is rampantly using cocaine. Any yeah. uh, any highlights of 2021 that you want to bring to the table? Obviously, the, the dawn of this new era of already salty. Yes. Um, What's new? What's new that we're bringing this year to this season of already salty? <gasps> we actually do have an exciting little uh, launch, if oh, you will. Yes, we're yes, doing yes. a. Uh, we're gonna be and this the the link will be out as you're listening to this. We are launching a newsletter, mm-hmm. a weekly newsletter, already salty in print. In print, in read all fine about print. it in fi- and in fine print. Uh, that's going to recap the episode. You're going to have the recipe for the week. You're going to have the Ray breakdown of our delicious beverage. Yes. And uh, and who knows? We may expand it later on. There may be like a little, uh, you know, a little like a paid tier with some extra oh, bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. But that's uh, in development. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So our newsletter. It'll come out. It'll be out weekly. On, yeah, on on Sundays, just like the podcast. Yes. And it'll be, be replacing our little our little stories. Yeah. Aside from the quotes, because those are just those are just good beloved. Fun. They are truly beloved. Um, so it'll be, uh, the link will be in our bio. If you look there now, speaking to you from the past into the future, if you look there right now, the link will be there. I'm messing with the multiverse here. <laughs> oh, which is going to tie right into our topic. Oh. Which was a great segu. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so you can click the link, you can put your email in it, and uh, you'll get our weekly newsletter. Yeah. Which is sure to be just chock-a-block with stupid shit just like the podcast just like the podcast but just contained into one yeah but this way you can can read it instead of hearing us screech at you from the beyond all right so yes emails newsletters good stuff the written word from us to you (laughs) peace be upon you all the written word is coming to your inbox and it's us Mm -hmm. disappointing uh. <laughs> so, Dylan, um, yeah. today's recipe was your offering. It was. Why don't you tell the listeners what we're cooking today? I will. Well, I'll give you a little hint with this uh, little oh, ASMR. Because we're just... Rustling. I feel like we've, we've, uh, we've been stocking up on the chaotic energy we normally get to shed once a week with yep. the podcast. And, um, <clears throat> and now it's just pouring out. So I thought, you know, first time coming back from the new year... Let's ease our way into it, mm. and let's go with like a nice, cozy, simple, delicious meal. And I found a recipe from Bon Appetit. 
classic for yes. us. Classic for us. <laughs> for Claire Saffitz's spaghetti pomodoro. Also classic for us in three separate categories. I love that. Oh my god, yeah. Bon appetit, pasta, Claire Saffitz. Claire Saffitz. <laughs> the three main categories of where we'd like to succeed most in life. Yes. So I'm just peeling uh, some garlic cloves here. Yes, and I have salted the pasta water and also put some healthy glugs of olive oil into our Dutch oven big red once again. She's, She's making her return appearance. She works hard for the money, so you better treat her right. Yeah, especially because we don't pay her. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she gets room and board covered, okay? This is true. Yeah. This is true, she does. Um, and then, ooh, you kind of... I mean, you sort of led us into our topic, bit. just a scooch, but just before scooch. we dive oh, in, yes. I believe you had new business, my lord, you'd like I, to cover. I do have new business. Um, as far as pop culture goes, something very near and dear to me has uh, been announced. Arisen. Yes, into mm-hmm. into the culture. Um, in the culture. <laughs> <laughs> into uh, the culture, The actually. culture, as it were. Um, Luca Guadagnino has just announced that they will be directing a biopic of none other than Audrey Hepburn. The dame. The, the lady. Dame, beloved by many. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I have mixed feelings about this. Talk me through it. Okay. Thank you. Walk me into the fire. Take me with you. Um, me... Oh, thank you. So... Audrey Hepburn, I would say, goes hand-in-hand with Marilyn Monroe in terms of a lot of people in, I'm not going to say our generation singularly, but a lot of people our age and around our age who Mm -hmm. would not necessarily have been contemporaries with Audrey and Marilyn when they were actually famous and, like, in movies and the subject of tabloid fodder and getting married and getting divorced and having children. Right. And... They've kind of gotten to this point where they're almost like, they're so iconic that people, I don't think a lot of people who, you know, have that classic photo of Audrey Hepburn with like her cool breakfast at Tiffany's and the big long cigarette holder. Similarly, the Marilyn Monroe, like any type of headshot of Marilyn Monroe, definitely a lot of people have those images up in their homes i see them everywhere like the folks are being used for a lot of stuff and i i just not to sound like an old lady but like i just genuinely feel like a lot of people indulge in their images their likenesses all of that stuff and don't really know much about the women themselves or even like what they brought to the table when they were at their most famous listen i am guilty as charged i had i feel like every university student had this at some point mm-hmm. do you remember that like poster company that used to come around that's what i'm saying they are the have... biggest perpetrators of this injustice I had an Audrey Hepburn poster. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it was Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. It was the cigarette holder, the whole nine yards. Or oh, yeah. it was her with like the, uh, what's it called? Sleep mask. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those two. Very right? iconic. Very It was iconic. a very iconic photo. I'm just grabbing the Cullendale. Oh, yeah, so I can squish the tomatoes. Um, yeah, and I had it, and I had not a freaking clue who she was. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, because certainly there's a lot of people who will, you know use in a similar way like the Beatles and oh yeah I also did that yeah you know like I even like Michael Jackson I think is starting to get into that category where they're just like they're passed away so it's not like they're contributing anything new to the culture and they're so larger than life that they're what are you looking for sorry your can opener oh yeah they are larger than life yeah yeah so I don't know I'm I'm 
happy that it's Luca Guadagnino who's doing this because I am a very big fan of Audrey Hepburn. Um, when I was in high school, I had like, I think my sister got me this box set of DVDs and it was four of her classic movies. So it was uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's Natch. Natch. Roman Holiday, Sabrina, and I think Funny Face. I think I've musical. only seen, um, I've only seen Breakfast at Tiffany's and Roman Holiday. Oh. I know, so you'll have to. Uh... Well, it's very fun because, you know, like I said, a lot of people don't necessarily know the impact of these films, but just as a perfect example, so Audrey Hepburn exclusively wore Givenchy the entire time that she was famous, and that's because Did Givenchy... she really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Holy shit. Givenchy a lot of was the fashion house that costumed her in the movie Sabrina, and they loved how much she appreciated the garments, how easy she was to work with, and I mean, well, she, you know had a very interesting life uh, coming from Europe in the middle of the Second World War. And so she was very malnourished for a lot of her preteen years. And because of that, that's why she was so slim. But obviously, Not, yeah, they loved unfortunate that. reason. Very, very unfortunate reason. But for those very particular reasons, that's why she is kind of synonymous with Givenchy. These, like, in, in the culture. In the culture, famously. So Rooney Mara is going to play her. Um, I'm not mad at this casting choice. I mean, it's not the most original in the world, but I think Rooney will She's do a good job. Vibe. She's got the vibe. I just don't think she has the warmth, if that makes any sense. No, that does. I feel like Audrey, 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 Audrey had a very warm um, personality. Yes, I don't warm know if that but came delicate, across. if that makes any sense. She was very delicate, very delicate. she? I'm just going to quickly wash my hands. Yes. Um, oh, and then... <clears throat> well, I, Are you what I was squish those tomatoes. Well, I will. That's uh, what I was doing as you were discussing ah. the merits of this, this new casting and this new film. Was I was just uh, untinning the whole tin tomatoes mm -hmm. and uh, crushing some garlic in a very rough way. Very rough. Very rusty. Yeah, not in a very rusty. Very rusty. Yes. And then yeah, we just put the tomatoes in a colander to strain them, mm -hmm. and we're gonna save the liquid. Yep. And then I'm gonna squish them. But first, I'm gonna try to get most of this liquid into the bowl. You do that, buddy. I believe. So in you're you. not. So you're you're okay with the. Rudy I'm okay Mara. with it. I'm just I'm going in with trepidation. I I don't know how it's gonna go because she as I say she had a really interesting life. She was classically trained as a ballerina in Europe, and then. Oh yeah, you know, I knew that, and I forgot about that. Again, during the war, her family was well i mean pretty much everybody was very poor during the war. yeah didn't go well for most people no no and so when she came over and started doing all these films you know she did not think that she was a very beautiful woman because marilyn monroe was kind of the beauty standard at the time right or not at the time but like a woman who she was like the marilyn face of monroe. it all yeah and you know she had a couple marriages and by she i mean audrey hepburn like had a couple marriages a couple different uh What's the word I'm looking for? A couple different types of lives that she led because her marriages were to two very different men. Now, I'm going to tie this in very nicely with what we're making, actually, because her second husband was Italian, and apparently Audrey Hepburn was so obsessed with this one Pomodoro recipe that she had that anytime she traveled anywhere, she would literally put a pound of dry spaghetti and, like, a hunk of parm in her suitcase respect. so that she could just make it everywhere respect, she went. I uh, respect that. Yeah, so Pomodoro and Audrey very much go hand in hand. Um, 
And so that's why I thought it would be funny to. Well, not, I thought it would. I thought it'd be hilarious <laughs> to talk about it today. That's why I thought it would be so funny. But that it is, is interesting, interesting that though. I wanted to talk about the biopic even before I knew what you were bringing to the table for the recipe. So I, I didn't know that. But that's a fun little fact. The pomodoro. I have made her recipe before. Oh, can you find it online? Uh, yes, you can. It's very good. I mean, we're going with Claire today, but who knows? Maybe we, we are will going revisit. with Claire today. Let's put that in the newsletter. Yeah, we'll attach Audrey's. We shall. Excellent. I love that. Is this uh, oil getting hot? It is. Um, I don't know. A little swisheroo. And then I'll chuck the garlic in. Um, Get that nice and for granted. I thought somehow you were going to tie it into today's topic. Oh. I was like, is there a... <laughs> I was excited. But it's okay. I'm still excited. Um, well, ride the excitement, buddy. Tell us what the topic oh, is Oh, I'm going to ride the excitement. Ride it into the night. Oh, I shall. The topic it's 4.30 today. and that means it's nighttime here in Halifax because the sun is setting. The sun is gone. The sun never came. No. Um, the topic, thrilling, and I'm very excited that we're bringing in the new year with this because who knows what 2022 will hold. Mm-hmm. The Mandela effect. Ooh. Sizzle. Let it sizzle. Yeah. And for those of us perhaps who are not quite as well versed in such such things, strange topics, would you so, like to give a, a quick rundown of the definition of the Mandela effect? I will. So the Mandela effect actually, I think, is is truly defined as a false memory. Oh, a group false memory, which is what I was reading about. However, most people mm-hmm. know it as um, what would you classify it as? Like a uh, like a, a, a glitch a in the matrix. Rift, oh yeah, glitch in the matrix. Yeah. I was gonna say a rift in the timeline. I mean, also like kind of yeah. a rift in the timeline. Yeah, or like a glitch in the matrix. So like, the Mandela effect is called the Mandela effect because of Nelson Mandela. Yep. Um, because many many people remember that Nelson Mandela died imprisoned in the 1980s, when in in reality he died in 2013 as a free man. That's so bizarre. But so many people remember so vividly hearing that he had died in prison and seeing a funeral and like all of this stuff. Damn. But it never happened. But it never happened. And so then, of course, people were bringing up other examples of like all of these things. Like, do you remember this? This is how I remember it. Blah, 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 and blah. I will say, I personally have found that the age of the internet has brought more specific, like super niche Mandela effect examples into, oh, yeah. the, into the consciousness of other people. Like... There was one that I was aware of that's, I think, probably, aside from Nelson Mandela, like, the most famous in Western culture. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one that I'm excited to get into with you because the discourse around this one is pretty fun. I'm excited. It's hot. Listen, do you want to start with that? Do you want to start with some little guys and work up to the big fish? Like, what are you thinking? I think it's important to get the big fish out of the way because it's just, it affects so many of us. (laughs) It affects us on the daily. Okay, I'm excited. What's your big fish? I'm just a... for the for the listeners here, I'm yeah. just uh, I'm just kind of gently mushing mm. the tomatoes. Okay. Again, the whole tin tomatoes that I've drained most of the liquid from and have kept the liquid. Yes. And we've just important. turned the olive oil to medium. Yep. Gonna start cooking the garlic and then we're gonna add the tomatoes in and turn it to medium high. Add in some red chili flakes and yes. away we go. And we already and have the, the pot of salted getting, water. Yes, which will take a little bit of time to get to boil. Just as we're using the big, we're using the big guy today. But it is salted and she's hot. Oh, the garlic is already it smells so good. Smelling so good. Okay, so the big guns. Yeah, bring it in. Let's start it. <laughs> I feel like you know what I'm gonna say. I, I, that's what I always feel. And then last time you brought up sausage swipers, so bears. I don't know. Yeah, this is the big fish. Berenstain bears. Bear, 
Uh-oh. Exactly. Uh-oh. Which is it? Berenstein or Berenstain? Okay, well, I grew up with Berenstain. So did I. Yeah. So did I. I remember vividly that every single book was the Berenstain Bears. B-E-R... <laughs> Whatever, S-T-E-I-N, <laughs> Baron Steen. The second half of the name was Steen. Steen. It was Steen. And also, I don't know if this would have been on the air when you were show? younger, but yeah, like there was a yeah, show there was too. A show. Yeah, it was on like uh, Treehouse tree or house. whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> So my little sister is seven years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with the books. Yes. And I had like every single Baron Steen Bear book you could imagine. I had mm-hmm. Baron Steen Bear's Move, which my mom got me when we were moving. Oh, that's a big one. That they got the Berenstain Bears get the gimmies. The Berenstain Bears get the gimmies. Oh my God! When the kid, the brother and sister bear, I'm like please explain. They want. They're like in a in a store, like at a grocery store, and they have a tantrum because they want candy. Oh, the, like the gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, like. Gimme, oh, gimme. I thought you. I thought that was like a fun name for a made up. I don't know. Disease or something? Oh, they got the I don't know. Well, well, they were written a long time ago. I was like, maybe that's an offensive word now. Here's how know. hardcore I was of a Berenstein Bears fan. Okay. When I was, I think I was two or three, mm-hmm. we got um, cats. And it was two cats. Okay. And, you know, Deb asks me, as a two or three-year-old, what do you want to name your cats? And I said brother and sister. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I was thinking brother and sister bear. They were both boys. But we had sister till he was the ripe old age of like 14 years I old. I love that. And he was like a freaking 25 pound tomcat. He was sister. He was like <laughs> mean too. Like he was nice to us, but like he was a tough cat. And yeah, his name was Sister because of the Berenstain Bears. Wow, that's that's some real dedication. So this there. one really hits home for me. Oh, <laughs> Makes me a little emotional. Um, well, I fully remember it being Berenstain Bears. I remember it being Berenstain and. Similarly to you, so my sister and I have um, cousins on our dad's side who are a decent amount of years older than us. I think the youngest of them was four years older than me, which mm-hmm. makes them seven years older than Sarah. So very similar age gap between you and your sister. Yep. And um, because of that, there were a lot of toys and books that I think would have been brought up or purchased for my cousins when they were younger to our family cottage. And so by the time Sarah and I came around and would be poking through the closets looking for stuff to play with, mm-hmm. they were all there already. Right. And so all the Berenstain Bears books, like there were a ton of them in there. There were so many. Oh, so I loved many. Them. And Did you remember the one with like the Stranger Danger? <laughs> yeah. Where the apple that was like rotten on the inside. Yes. But looked nice on the outside. Oh yeah. What a metaphor. Powerful stuff. Power- what a Powerful stuff. Per sure, per. For sure, for sure. And we were definitely also watching the TV show on Treehouse. So I I was a big fan. Like, Sarah and I definitely took in that content all the time. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't until, you know, I got a little bit older and joined a, a little-known website called Tumblr.com when I realized... Listen, dude, I still have a Tumblr, okay? I mean, I also still have a Tumblr. I keep forgetting what my password is, so I, just, I haven't checked on it in a little while. I feel like it's just gotten more and more chaotic as the years have gone by. I don't even want to know what it's turned into since the pandemic. A, I've not been on there. It's a hellscape. So in any case, that's where I first became aware of the fact that there's a whole pile of people out there living their lives in the world who remember it Baron Stain. No. No. It was the Berenstain Bears. And what is the online discourse on this? I thought there was a theory that was floated for a while that they changed the spelling of their name to appear more or less 
like ethnically specific or see i saw that too because you know the last well, name and yeah. as a jew i was about to ask you the last name Ste- like the the kind of the last hyphenate of her name or whatever steen mm-hmm. is is frequently seen yes in jewish families i don't know if that's what they were doing mm-hmm. um i only have seen it like once or twice that uh that that's that's what people sort of thought. Yeah. But mostly I just see people that are like, no, I vividly remember it being Stein or Stain. And then now it's, I guess in reality, it's actually Stain, which really fucks me up. I hate that. Right? I refuse to accept it. I know. Like, I remember. <laughs> and then I'm like, I wonder if I still had my old book somewhere. That's do they say I'm Stain like, or where do they are the books Stain? from the cottage? That said Stein. Yeah. Right? And so the Mandela effect, people say there's like... I guess a mul- like multiple universes or multiple timelines or whatever where every once in a while like a Venn diagram things sort of cross over and get muddled and in that like middle area some things shift and then when they uncross we still have memories of the crossover of certain things that we saw that were different but reality goes back to the way it was which is Stain interesting so during that crossover we saw Stain mm-hmm. and remember that and then reality I guess is Stain well, then I guess, so th- I, I don't think that you and I have discussed the second one that I've brought to the table. Now, this one fucks me up a lot more than the Berenstein stain of it all. Okay. Because this one, I cannot reconcile my memories with what I'm presented with on the internet. I really hope it's the fact. same one I'm thinking of. What is it? The Fruit of the yes, Loom okay, Cornucopia. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. I was like, I hope it's Fruit of the Loom. Okay, let's get that's this out of the one... way right now. Did you or did you not? Was there a wicker cornucopia? There was a wicker cornucopia. There was a wicker cornucopia. There was absolutely a wicker cornucopia. There is no, no sign of this logo anywhere on the internet. It so badly. The fuck out. Because I, like, I mean, listen. I I was looking listen. just today to refresh my memory, mm-hmm. and I was scrolling down and I saw a picture of the fruit of the loom with no cornucopia, and I was like, oh, this must be the Mandela effect one where there was no cornucopia. And then I scrolled down and they were like, there was never a cornucopia. There was never a cornucopia, but I can see it so clearly on in the my label. mind. On, like, the, on was, every tag, on every t-shirt. On every like, like bag pack of shirts that oh you'd find God, at Walmart. Oh my God, yes. It fucked me up so badly. Like there was a cornucopia. There's no doubt in my mind there so was a cornucopia. The, you know, I know this is a completely out of character for me, but I am going to bring up an anecdote that involves my parents and my sister. What? Is so wild. I feel like we need a sound effect. I know. It's like, tilly time. So the first time that I... Oh, it smells freaking incredible. ...realized... Oh, there's nothing better. Nothing better than tomato simmering with some gnarlies. But the first time I realized that the Fruit of the Loom logo was gaslighting me in such a way... I was being gaslit by the fruit of the loom. <laughs> yes. That, there's no other way to describe it. The internet has gaslit me. I still don't accept the fact that there there is no cornucopia. But anyway, the point is that I was so incensed by this that while I was looking it up, this was maybe like three years ago, I called individually both of my parents and my sister to confirm. And they all said, yes, that there that was one. there was one. a cornucopia. And then I... It, 
it riled Kirk up so much that he literally on the phone with me also pulled up his computer and started looking through like the official Fruit of the Loom website where they have archived like all the different iterations of the logo. Like it makes me, it genuinely almost makes me like upset. I'm like, it is does there make some, me like, upset. Is there some like high level government conspiracy where they've now switched the logo and like eliminated but, like, for all? For what reason? I don't know. It's, and that's the real much. problem. That I don't understand. And, that is and the I, real problem. And I'm scared of what I don't understand. <laughs> Hello? I'm scared. <laughs> Hello? But but why? Why do so many people remember the cornucopia if it was never there? It just doesn't make sense. It's it's too much. Because at least, Berenstein Stain, you can argue that theory that maybe that maybe there was some reason it, that they changed the spelling or stain is sort of unfamiliar so maybe people just assumed it was steen because like yeah, i've never met someone with the last name stain. Like, like what the some fuck? of them are bad readers i don't yeah, know i don't know not everybody's super smart and intelligent like us. us um which so like that i can get the nelson mandela one the nelson mandela up. one is insane to me that's where you start getting into like vintage type QAnon people because they're like, like no, he died and it's a whole cover up. Him it's and like, Paul McCartney. Oh my god, him, Paul, Paul is McCartney. Dead. And, uh, I miss him, I miss him. And Avril Levine. Right, RIP <laughs> to the real Avril. I guess. The great double that they've come up with oh. for Avril Levine. But that's the thing though, so I'm like, okay, how far can I, like, how adamant can I be about this without starting to sound like, like a yeah, little like tinfoil hat? Yeah, a little bit tinfoil hat. And I. I just the fruit of the loom one, like it's it the one I'm me. the most adamant about because I remember most, it. So I, that is the hill I'm gonna die on. When I'm old and surrounded by my grandchildren, I'm gonna be like, listen, there was a cornucopia. Okay, grandma. No matter what, <laughs> time to go back to bed. <laughs> there was a cornucopia. All right, are we introducing okay. the juice? We are. So we've cooked the tomatoes down just a bit here. Yep. About six, eight-ish minutes, however long we were crying about for the loom. Yep. Now I'm going to add the rest of the reserved, the reserved juice. juice. Yes. The jus. The jus. Okay. And nice. I've added the pinch of chili flakes. Get the spicy. And then we're going to let it uh, bubble. We're going to let it bubble to simmer. simmer. For a scooch of time. You yeah. can add probably another little pinch of salt. Let's get it in it's there. It's a cute little salt holder you got there. Why don't you do yeah. the honors, my lean? Thank you. I'll do a Molly Boss three finger pinch. Yep. Sprinkle that. Hell yeah. And we'll just taste it later because I never want to over salt. But how's the water? The water oh. has come to a complete boil. Oh my god, we got a complete and full boil. Okay, and then you got you went to the Italian market today. Yes, I forgot to say that at the beginning. Glenn I want to acknowledge it because it's beautiful. Glenn <laughs> put me in charge of uh, accumulating our ingredients here. And I was feeling pretty fancy. You were wow. Oh, let me, let me get you some scissors. Okay, I was gonna say I can't. The Italians, open this. uh, they really package their pasta pretty. They do. Tiny. This is a uh, this is a lavorazione artigianale pasta. pasta. Di <laughs> it's just regular spaghetti. It's just regular spaghetti, but it looks nice. But it was made in Italy, so that makes it better than normal spaghetti. Oh, bronze drawn, dried slowly at low temperature. All right, love that. Cut that open. Get some water. Get some water. This is just for me because yeah, well, podcasting is no joke and it's been a minute. It's hard Marty work. Marty uh, running out of juice. It's hard work. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. Toss that right in. Ooh. Those are actually very, I know, very pretty looking noodles. Ooh, nice. You got a little spork here. Mm -hmm. No, I'll use the axe. That's, That's a, a salad dog. But... Okay, well, you know, like, <laughs> a spork. Listen. <laughs> Listen, Listen, what have I say? <laughs> so, I guess, yeah, those would be my two bigums. 
for I mean, those, the Mandela effect. Those, well, Fruit of the Loom, I can tell you right Fruit now, of the Loom was, was just that was also a big one for me. The other one was just, yeah, the actual Nelson Mandela of it all. I'm sure there are many other examples. Because there's like whole Reddit. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. Sub, Reddit sub forums and on Tumblr. I re- remember there being a ton of links that I just didn't bother to look through. <laughs> Attached to the Bear and Sam Bears one because I was so affronted by that one in general, but it's just it's stressful to me that this many people um, Let's just I want to quickly pull it up Mandela effect What else do we have here? 45 examples that will blow your mind because I just want to see So even right off the bat right off the bat. We got curious George. Okay. Do you remember him with a tail or with no tail? Um, whoa that that one's deep in the archives for me. Um, I was Curious George, the books, but I never did the TV show. Because I feel like I remember him without a tail, but it would make sense that a monkey would have one. I feel like I don't remember his tail being incorporated into any of the stories of like the he didn't books. Use it, like right? he didn't like, use it, or it never got caught you, in anything. Oh, yes. So that's why I'm inclined to say that he didn't. Right? That's how I remember him, but yeah. we'll have to we'll, we'll look because it went to a different one. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. And I want you all to answer along with me. Drop it in the comments below. Make sure to hit like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe. Um, please subscribe. <laughs> um, do you remember Looney Tunes? Yes. T-O-O-N-S or T-U-N-E-S? Uh, oh, oh. See, now what I'm doing is I'm trying Second to conjure guessing everything. The, uh, the TV guy, like, where you would choose the channel. My parents uh, satellite TV, not to brag. Oh my god! <laughs> but I'm trying to remember how they would have listed it on Teletoon because that's the only place that we ever watched it. And I feel I like think of the red logo that Bugs Bunny pops out of at the end. I'm, Give me your gut reaction. I'm going with T O N S tunes. Wrong. What? T U N E S Looney Tunes. Like that doesn't make any sense. I remember O O N S. Okay, Baron we need, Bears. We need to get Kirk to call in on that one because we do. I feel like he would. Uh... Okay, so yeah, I remember Curious George not having a tail. So do you? Apparently, he that's does true. Have a tail? Oh no, he did. Oh, so we remember okay. it correctly. So we were right. Um. Okay, Febreze, that one. Oscar Mayer Wiener doesn't really apply to us. No, we're not a thousand years old. <laughs> okay, Fruit Loops. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember it double O for fruit. I also remember it double O, but okay. I famously hate Fruit Loops. So, so do I, because they get soggy, but that's... Oh, really? I just, the flavor is not my bag. Oh, that's fair. But yeah. okay, but that's that's fine. We remember it the correct way. Okay, good. Here's another one that fucked me up. Okay. Mr. Monopoly. Yeah. The Monopoly Man. Yeah. Did he or did he not have a monocle? He did not have a monocle. I remember him having a monocle. You think it... Are you thinking of the... Peanuts guy. See, and this is what everybody says. They're like, you're thinking of the peanut guy. And maybe I am, but, but I maybe. remember. Maybe I am. And maybe I am. Maybe but so. Maybe so. Here's oh, the fruit of the loom. There's the fruit of the like, loom. It offends me to look at it even now. It's so. It's not it's right. It's so fucked up. It, that, the fact that we can per- someone perfectly replicated it, as so many people remember yeah, it, because is because that's exactly me. what it looked like to me. It's exactly what it looked yeah, like. It was I brown. remember seeing it on like the underwear labels, on the oh, yeah. t-shirt labels. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. Apparently, some people remember the Mona Lisa frowning, which oh, that can't relate. It's literally. She knows the secret to the how they put the caramel in the Cadbury caramel bars. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she smiling? Okay, so 
This mm-hmm. one seems like a bit of a stretch. Yeah. So they're saying life is like a box of chocolates from Forrest Gump. Uh, oh. Okay. Apparently, what he says is life was like a box of chocolates. Mama always said life, life is, is like, like a, a box, box of chocolates. chocolates. I feel Gram- like that's grammatically kind of, it doesn't make any sense if he says it the other way. But and I feel like that's kind of splitting hairs. Like it pr- it'd be pretty easy for someone to mishear that. And also, you know, Robert Zemeckis can just come right out and be like, "This is what it said in the script." So. Done. So, oh, here's another one that people get really fucked up about. Okay. Star Wars. The most famous line <laughs> in Star Wars, Ray. Uh-huh. Luke, I am your father. Right? So, all he actually says is, I am, I am your, your father. father. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I rem- like, everybody, the, when they quote the line, everybody says, Luke, I am your father. Is it... Well, but when, think, Kirk, when Kirk says it to me, he doesn't say that. <laughs> oh, of course not. I, <laughs> Kirk knows. Um, oh, here's another one that got me really fucked up, too. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Queen's song, We Are the Champions. Okay. There is no of the world. In the actual we recorded the song. the champions of the world. Yeah, but like at the end, it's like, of the world. Oh, at the very end? Doesn't yeah. he say it? Well, so apparently on the recorded song from uh-huh. this dubious internet source I've been looking at, mm-hmm. he doesn't. But he does sing it at one point at a Wembley Stadium concert. So it happens. This is where it gets a little bit dicey. Okay. Um, Also, I think these are about ready to get transferred to the colander. Are they? So I'm going to... See, like, some of these are kind of like, it's a beautiful, like, Mr. Rogers, it's Mm -hmm. a beautiful day in the neighborhood theme song. Yeah. Apparently, it's it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, which, like, that doesn't really matter. I'm also, again, I'm not a thousand years old. I've never watched Mr. Rogers. (laughs) That, but that doesn't stress me out very much. Um, yeah, see, some of these, they're just kind of parsing. Yeah. Oh, okay. A lot of people thought Neil Armstrong died, I guess. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, a lot of people didn't think Neil Armstrong had died at all. Oh. They thought he was still alive. Oh. But I remember when he died. 2012 or something like that. Yeah, we were, we were around. We were with it. Yeah, we were, we were with it. We were pretty with it. Anyways, so the point is, ooh, okay, yeah, here's another, let's see what this one says. Okay. See, this is just like weird, this is just people I think misremembering, like Space Shuttle Challenger Explosion. Okay. Um, it says it took place in 1986, but many people thought it happened in 84 or 85. I'm like, well, oh. that happens. Okay. Like that's, well, that's not, just that's yeah. Not that's just people being bad with history. That's just people, yeah, not really uh, remembering dates, and that happens to me every single day. Mm. The point is, Fruit of the Loom had a cornucopia. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, what uh, that is the most our severe. thesis statement is that Fruit of the Loom had a cornucopia, and we will be putting a poll on the Instagram. We absolutely will. And you will. bet your sweet took as I am expecting people to chime in. You heard it here. She is making a lot of eye contact with me right now. So you guys better do it or I fear I may be next. Please do it. Please engage. (laughs) No, I think, uh, I mean, that's the most egregious of all of them. Mm. Not barring Mr. Mandela, of course. But yeah. Most most egregious to me. The most egregious to me, the critical loom. Like, that's just not right. It's not right. Mm -hmm. You rinse in the pasta? I am, just because uh, I want to make sure it stays fairly al dente. Before it goes into our sauce here. Yeah, and the sauce is looking real good. We're going to toss it in there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and we then need I'm... to get some parm on the go, I believe. We and I think that's get some parm on the go. everything. Before so, we get into our drink. Well, yeah, let's get the parm on the go. 
Is there anything else that you remember? I saw one, um, I saw a post that somebody made that they were getting right fucked up about, about some kind of weird show that used to come on at like three in the morning. Okay. And, uh, I think this was when I was doing like a Reddit deep dive. Okay. Can't just sneak into your cheese bag here. Get in there. I got a fresh hunk of You did get a fresh hunk. I love that. It's a hunk, not a wedge. No, this is straight up just a cube. Um... (laughs) All the better to grate with, my friend. <laughs> yes, that's so <laughs> true. I love that. Um, there, there was some kind of like weird show, and it, he was so specific. He was like, "There's this weird puppet," and then they, it was not in English. Like it was in a language that he didn't recognize. Pingu. It wasn't Pingu. Oh. That was my. I was like, could be. Oh, Pingu. is it Lapaland or whatever? No, like, Lanaland. Oh, Nanaland. Lapaland. Lapaland. Where's your grater? Before I. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, no, no, it wasn't that. It was like a weird, super weird. I don't remember this. And what was this apparent? What channel was this apparently on? He doesn't remember, but oh. like he vividly remembers this cartoon. Okay. And uh, and then I started scrolling down into the comments, and like so many people were like, "Oh my god!" I tried asking so many people about this, mm-hmm. and nobody remembers it except for you know this little community they found on Reddit of okay. people that like, and they're all. You know, like one person was like, "Oh my God, do you remember this this like, part of the show that happened?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, like, oh my God," uh-oh. and then this. It's starting to stress me out a little bit. Right, so I'm like, I'm getting all freaked out reading this. Like, okay, what is going on? What is this show? Which leads me to a very serious question. Oh, okay. Do you think there are multiple universes or multiple timelines? Okay, the only reason why I even give a hint of credence to this notion mm-hmm. is because as I have gotten further into my adulthood, the amount of deja vu that I encounter on a weekly basis is really starting to stress me out. Yep. And I have no other, I have nothing else. Like, I don't know no why. No other I, way to explain yeah, it. Yeah, like, I don't know why I feel that way all the time and i mean i'm sure there's if you google like what is a deja vu oh yeah i'm sure I'm there's sure. some kind of explanation but, but i it, get them like, so regularly i literally get deja vu currently about my like my partner who i just started dating in the like there's just no reason as to why i should yeah be you didn't know like him really like yeah i feel like i've been here before like see and i get them yeah constantly and they'll I'll be long be, too where yeah, i'm like I'll sitting there like walking out at a restaurant like chatting with people and i'm like i feel like i've been here before having this and conversation with these people these people and then i always think to him like okay is that a good sign or a bad sign i know like am i on the right track or is this like am i gonna die soon and that's why i'm remembering these things like what's going on <laughs> what is going on what is the truth what, what is the truth what is the truth um i i mean listen i believe it I feel like there's too much stuff I don't even understand about space or like mm-hmm. the ocean. Uh, the ocean is for uh, me we to can't s- even get into it today. For me to say <laughs> that there's no possibility of like a multiverse or other timelines, especially when I get all fucked up thinking about the fact that apparently time is just not linear at all. And that's just the way our brains perceive time. What? Yeah. Does that not fuck you up? I'm not high enough for this. What what? Yeah. I was so <laughs> I mean, so I got into this weird I don't understand what Einstein means by time is relative, okay? So I was trying to understand that. I got into a couple books by an astrophysicist. One is called The Elegant Universe. Okay. And he's trying to basically explain this stuff in layman's terms, which is very challenging. Okay. 
he starts talking about string theory. He's talking about the speed of light. He's talking about all of these other things. Mm-hmm. What I understood from it is that basically our brains, time doesn't move the way we think it does. It's just the way we understand it because oh. we're stupid. Okay. And that freaks me out. I... Oh, Does that not stress I, you I out? I don't love that. Right? Like, that stresses me out so much. So I'm like, I think probably we did see Fruit of the Loom with a cornucopia. Yes. I'm going to finish right. it with a pat of butter. Um, we need the half the parm first, then the butter. Half the parm. And then, yes. Then the butter. Then the butter. Oops. Just came tumbling out Damn, of the cheese. Went to town on that, huh? I'm sorry. I just went, oh, I was got distracted nothing, by... Uh, nothing wrong with extra parm in my house. I really got distracted by talking about uh, <laughs> that time is real in my... <laughs> Well, I'm just getting scared about the fact that we haven't learned anything from this pandemic. It's that time is definitely not real. Okay, there we go. Sprinkle a parm. Thank you. There you are. I'll get you a pat of butter. Um, Yeah, no, stress me out big time. And I, I, I believe believe it though. Like, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying nothing. I ain't calling you a liar, but I ain't calling you a truther. Alright, I'm ready for the pat. Whoa. Okay, there goes the pat. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. Um, yeah, so, you know, I haven't stopped thinking about that, and that really stresses me out. Is it, <laughs> But at the same time, though, wouldn't that be... I mean, I guess you could look on it either way, but it could be a comforting notion, just in the sense that, like, if time is a contract like that, then you just kind of got to just enjoy everything day by day, because, like, what does it matter? What does it matter? We got to, like, pull a Gandalf. I think about it probably... Oh the rice a day where he says all we can do is decide what to do with the time that is given to us yes and that's true gandalf especially because apparently time's not real well i was gonna say i was like it's easy for you to say easy for you to say gandalf <laughs> and also easy for us to say <laughs> um all right very stressful pasta is almost ready shall we take a quick break and reconvene with our drink i would love that because i'm excited about what you have brought to the table this yes, evening yes 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 all right Okay, after our brief meltdown about time and space, we've returned. <laughs> we've returned. We we've have pasta, we have wine, and we're going to make it. Yeah. We're going to survive. It's going to be okay. Time's not real, but pasta is, and that's all that matters. Long noodles and a, a glass of red. <laughs> <laughs> long noodles and a glass of red, eh? What, uh, what, did you, what did you bring us? Thank you so much for asking. Mm. I decided to bring something a little different to the table. Mm-hmm. So... I think I have mentioned on prior episodes that typically when you're working with a high acid dish, like a tomato-based pasta sauce, Mm. you want to bring a red wine, well, typically a red wine, that um, matches the dish in terms of acidity and intensity. So that is typically why uh, Sangioveses, like Chianti's, and uh, even sometimes Cabernet Sauvignon's are good choices. Because this is Pomodoro, it's a little lighter. And we've got the basil in there and lots of butter and parm, yum, yum, yum. I decided to go with something a little different. Some may say I just ignored the dish altogether and just <laughs> picked what I wanted to drink. And maybe that's also true. Who's to say? Who's to say? Um, so what I have brought for us today is 100% Gamay wine. Mm-hmm. Gamay being the grape. It's called Night Moves. And the label looks exactly like Driver. No. Drive. <laughs> What's it called? Night Driver? No, it's the called movie. Drive. Driver. Drive. <laughs> Ryan Gosling's most famous film, Driver. <laughs> Ryan Gosling in Night Driver was a 
great performance. <laughs> Wonderful performance. It's because it's called. It's because I know. Yeah, it's struggling. Okay. But Thank you. yes, the uh, <laughs> the the label of the bottle. It's like neon pink, synthy writing over very it. 80s. Absolutely, like oh, it's just beautiful, and it's something very unexpected, especially in the wine world, just because a grape like Gamay, which is actually more well known as being the hallmark grape of the Beaujolais style of wine from, mm-hmm. or sorry, not Bo- yeah, Beaujolais style from Beaujolais, France. Um, it's well known for being more medium to sometimes medium light on the palate. It's juicy. It's very fruit forward. I absolutely love it. And in fact, we shared a proper Beaujolais not a week ago. Delicious. So now you will be able to do a little compare and contrast along with me for the listeners. Okay. So the difference being that the Beaujolais we had last week, as I said, is from Beaujolais, France, mm-hmm. and I believe it was a 2020 vintage. What we are trying today is actually from Ontario. <gasps> so it's Canadian wine. It's from Niagara. Uh, and the winery itself is called, I pulled all, it's right all the information there. So Rosewood Estates Winery. Rosewood Estates Winery and Meadery is an award-winning boutique winery located on the Beansville bench. Okay. So, it's family owned and operated and it's 100% BQA certified, which um, for all of us out here in Nova Scotia might not be as familiar with that certification. Um, BQA stands for the Vintner Quality Alliance. Sounds intense. It is intense. Um, There's a reason why it's not out here. (laughs) For the most part, VQA is something that um, wineries in Ontario, they're held to a particular standard on terms of, in terms, pardon me, of what type of grapes they can and can't grow and produce. Mm. Um, So there is a board of people from the industry who get together and they make decisions of all this. It's very similar to what we would think about for Tidal Bay. Grape misers. Yeah. So, in any case, um, this is 100% VQA certified, so it means that the Gamay grapes that were put into this passed all of their their tests, passed all their exams. Um, Very well-educated grapes. Where all, like this particular wine, where it is coming from Niagara, but more more along one of the benches, which is like a type of land. I got married on a bench. You got married on a bench? Yeah, near a bench. So you know what a bench is? Uh, visually, yes. Yes, visually. I, I know what a bench looks like, yeah. So I'm excited to try this. I don't drink Ontario wine very often because if I'm just going... Just on sheer principle, I refuse. Uh, ooh, just kidding. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> JK. Um, whenever I drink domestic products like Canadian wine, like I almost always go for Nova Scotian, but um, luckily the wine store that I'm working at has a really lovely selection of Niagara wineries and this Gamay, even just being like a Canadian red, mm. I'm super excited to get into. So let's let's try it. Let's give it a try. Yeah, let's give it a sniff. A little oh. Swirl and a sniff. It's like a, it's a spicy smell. You're getting spice? But not like spice, like cinnamon, spice like I get like acid. A bit spice. of cherry off of that. Oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> hit my nose ring. <laughs> All right, let's yeah, I sip. Get a little cherry. Definitely red fruit. Well, the good news is it's nice and acidic, which means it, it's going to... That's gonna, it's super acidic, eh? It's going to pair really well with our acidic 
tomatoey sauce. I'm excited to try it after a bite of the pasta and see what that's like. Yeah, so let's do that. Should we try it? So we also drizzled it with a little bit of basil-infused olive oil. The spaghetti, not the wine. <laughs> <laughs> Drizzle the wine with a little basil-infused olive oil. Just to give it a nice vegetal nose. <laughs> Delicious. Mm. Yeah, let's try a bite of this. Mm-hmm. I'm lifting the bowl because I'm wearing a white sweater. And uh, that's just the way things are going to go because I am a child. Mm. So simple. So good, though. You can tell that those noodles came all the way from me. Tell, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can tell. You, you can, can really tell. tell. Oh, so good, though. It's not... I thought with the insane amount of parm I grated and the butter, it was going to be a lot creamier, and I'm glad it's not because mm-hmm. the tomatoes... They are the star of the show, man. Still super, like, I don't know, Very fresh, fresh tasting tomato. Which is hard to do in the dead of January. Mm-hmm. I would go to the Italian market. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Delish. One more sip of the wine. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, tastes better. Oh, immediately, because... It's way, sh- way less sharp. Way less sharp. The the fat from the cheese and the butter, it's like smoothing out my entire palate. Like, it just makes this taste plush. Like, oh my god, I don't even know. Like, strawberry and raspberry juice, but unsweetened strawberry and raspberry juice. Like, it's See, just, your descriptions compared to mine, it's like comical. I know, like but pl- and I'm like, tastes good now. It's my job. Not, not, not so spicy it's now after the cheese. <laughs> it's not like we have a like a courtroom podcast. Then I'd really be lost. So would I. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, I get that like raspberry, like unsweetened, where mm-hmm. it's kind of tart. I love it. It's so it's good. So okay. Good. Any last thoughts on uh, what we're really quite an ambitious topic for the kickoff of the year, where yes. we're just really getting into our existential crisis early? <laughs> well, I think just as a closing thought for the, the kickoff of our second season, mm-hmm. um, we'd just like to say a very big thank you to everybody who's re- reached out to us over the last couple months and yeah. expressed their their fondness for the podcast, even the people who told us that they just listened to the one episode out of obligation. <laughs> Truly, but it still counts. It would still it counts. count, and we appreciated that you did that. Um, overwhelmingly, the feedback we got was that our Christmas lore episode was, was, the, most, was the most popular. And, uh, you know, from, from Spoon Liquor and Yogurt Gobbler, we say... Yogurt Gobbler. Thank you so much. Or sausage swiper. So, well, I, Sorry. Not to, not to, we don't want to, you know, forget uh, doorway sniffer. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. We're excited to be in season two. Yep. We're excited to see where it goes. And don't forget, link in the bio to sign up for the newsletter. Yes. There's going to be fun, cool things in there, pictures and the like. Yeah. And why wouldn't you want pictures and the like? Exactly. You do. So that's why you're going to sign up. And we're going to see you next week because we're back, baby. Already salty in 2022. Already salty in 2022. (laughs) Here we go. Cheers.